land sakes alive, Lord have mercy. How you guys doing? How you guys and gals doing? Brother. Happy New Year to you. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, man, it ain't even it ain't even Happy New Year no more. What are you talking about? Like you say Happy New Year and you're like Happy Fourth of July, you freaking lunatic. But let me look here. I wasn't around. I ain't done a podcast in 2023 yet. So I want to, I mean, I want to say Happy New Year. Yeah. Just pretend I was in a coma. Pretend like I got into a domestic dispute with my old lady and she hit me in the head with a brick and I went into a coma. And the police were called. Authorities were called to the scene. And they were like, ma'am, why even did you hit this man in the head? He's laying there like I'm laying there with a little brick. You could tell I got hit with a brick. You know what I mean? Because I had like the, it had the three holes on my face. Like one of the holes, there's a heavy, there's like a heavy mark. The second hole is a little lighter. And then the third hole is like real light, kind of on my cheek, you know, a little bit. And they're like, ma'am, why even did you hit this man with the brick? And she's like, he smarted off at me. This man smarted off at me. And they were like, well, in that case, it was well-deserved. You know, nobody likes a sass man. Back in the day, you used to could beat your wife. You know? You used to could beat your wife, and I don't even think that was frowned upon. I think they were like, well, she should have had dinner ready. She should have done as you say, sir. But not now. Not now. Old ladies are beating people with bricks. Their husbands with bricks. And their lovers and their boyfriends. They're beating them in the head with bricks. And then they come back to their podcast after being in a coma and say, Happy New Year. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but that didn't happen. But if you pretend it did, I don't seem so weird for mission, like wishing you Happy New Year right now. So, uh, so there you go. I'm doing this podcast on the road today. A lot of the free time that I have uh, lately is I'm driving a lot. I drive a lot. I drive so much. I should have been a trucker. I should have been a trucker. I think that I would do good driving a truck except for the wrecks. Yeah. I think everything, I think I would enjoy the life. Like not, maybe if I wasn't a dad and I didn't have a significant other, I would enjoy being a trucker. And then without the wrecks, like I'd probably wreck so much. Them things are huge. Those things are huge. They leave little room for air. When you're a truck driver, you don't have a lot of room for air. And what's crazy, what's even crazier are the people that you see that are truck drivers. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a truck driver, psh, I'm not talking about you, you know, because you listen to this podcast. So, um, so I don't, you know, you have some sense. You have some good sense about you. But you seen some of them truckers, man. Some of them truckers look like, good Lord have mercy. Them's the people driving them big things with little room for air. It's kind of like the people that, I think that truck drivers and people that fly jets, you know, I think that you should, I think that truck drivers should have like a really, I think you shouldn't be able to make a whole lot of money to do that. But I think, like, your vision should be perfect. You have to go through all kind of testing, you know. Pretty much to be a truck driver, what you got to do? Learn to jack, like, back up and not jackknife. 
I don't even know what I'm talking about. All I know is that, uh, see, I'm sitting here talking smack about truck drivers, but I admit that I would wreck so much times. But other than that, I think I'd be pretty good at it. Yeah. I think I'd be pretty good at it. Kind of like being a brain surgeon. I think that I would be a pretty good brain surgeon, except for everyone that, that, that I would operate on would die, you know? Except for that minor detail. As they would call it. That, is that a buzzard? I think that was a hawk. Holy moly. I don't even know. It's probably a buzzard. I'll just believe it was a hawk because I like that memory better, you know. But anyway, so uh, so I'm driving a little bit today. I thought I would talk to you. thought that I would uh, pick up where I left off like nothing happened. That's, that's, that's the way to go right there, you know. Just like be like, oh. They were like, Glenn, where you been? You're like, what are you talking about? What even are you talking about, man? But uh, a lot's been going on in my life. So much things have been going on in my life. My holidays were good. Christmas was cool, man. I did some Christmas shopping one night on melatonin. Check this out. One night, I uh, I had some Christmas shopping to do. I believe it was for a lot of it was like nieces and nephews and stuff like that. Like the last minute gifts that I had to buy and uh and I had taken my melatonin and I guess it was like weighing on me like you need to finish your Christmas shopping and so evidently when I was half asleep on melatonin I'm not like this ain't ambient you know like this and like if you've taken melatonin you know that's nothing like it just puts you to sleep naturally and uh and so I'd taken some melatonin. I was like super drowsy and I went and I did so much Christmas shopping. And then the next day I was like, did I do that? It was like a memory, you know, like when you're really, when you're really tired, um, sometimes your memories don't remember as good when you're really tired. Well, evidently I did pretty good for myself. I ain't gonna lie. So, uh, so there really ain't a, there ain't, a lot of difference between me on melatonin and me just normal me half asleep I guess me being half asleep and me being normal is like my judgment is the exact same yeah so uh so that that's funny but uh the other night I'd taken melatonin and fell asleep and uh, a few nights ago um oh, excuse me I had a little tired fart going on there, <laughs> but, uh, but I take a melatonin. I fell asleep and I turned on that new HBO show. What's that new HBO show? That's like the, the end of the world or zombies or something. It's the brand new one. I don't even remember what it's called, but I turned on like the first episode on HBO max. Just something to fall asleep to. And I woke up to a kid like saying, dad, dad and like saying it and for a minute I thought it was one of my kids and I sat straight up in bed and I started yelling my kid's name you know like a crazy person and then I yelled it about three times and was like it's alright baby it's okay and then I was like that ain't even real that ain't even that's a TV show that's not even your life man and uh I had that little moment. That's when you sleep. That's not when you you know you're sleeping good. Is when you wake up disoriented. You know, 
Like when you wake up and you're like, I know where I'm at. I know who I am, you know, but them deep sleeps, them deep sleeps, man, where you wake up and you're like disoriented. You don't know what's going on. You got some spit coming out of the side of your mouth, like some drool. When you got a beard, you can't just wipe that mess off. Like you wipe it off and it's just in your beard and you're just sitting there and like half of your beard's like stuck up you know a half a foot on the side of your face and you're just looking around you know that's how you know that you were slumbering right you know i'm gonna go ahead and tell you so uh so yeah that melatonin that's like the stuff that that i take to help me out because uh because i have trouble falling asleep sometimes a lot of times like it's because my mind won't stop going and uh that's a good thing that can be a good thing and a bad thing like during the day i think that if you have a mind that never stops like that's good for work but then when it's time to shut it down man let me tell you that ain't even good but uh but that's my problem is like lately my wheels have been turning a lot. My sleep schedule's been messed up, man, because I've been on third shift. And third shift is probably the closest to feeling like a crackhead without being a crackhead. Because your body's like, dude, what? Your body's like, dude, what are you doing? Now, I did it around the time I was probably 20s, early 20s. I think the first first time I ever worked third shift, I was probably about 16 years old. And I worked third shift for a while. I don't think that it was probably legal. But, uh, I mean, it was all good. I was, like, probably 16 years old. And I was working at a textile mill uh, where they made textiles. And and I worked third shift. I used to take the rolls. They would make these big rolls of textile. And I would, my job was I would go pick up the rolls. I'd take them to a scale. They had a little tag on them told what kind of textile it was and uh they made all kind of different material like fabrics and it had a little tag on it that the the knitter would put on the roll of material they probably weighed anywhere from 30 pounds to probably 60 pounds and i'd go pick up these big rolls from all the machines all night and i would like go take them to scales and i would write the weight on the on the little tag and then I would bag it up, and I would take it out and put it in a warehouse. But, uh, but I remember doing that third shift. But when you're about 16 years old or early 20s, like your body's like, man, it's cool. Yeah, this is like because you're usually when you're that age, you're putting your body through. You're not taking care of yourself. You're not taking care of yourself like, dude, now I'm the supplement king. I'm the vitamin king. Like, I will take some vitamins. I don't always eat as good as I should, but, like, all the vitamins, that counters all the bad stuff, you know, that I eat. Like, all the vitamins and the supplements and, you know, magnesium and zinc and vitamin D and vitamin C and multivitamin, all that stuff, man, elderberry, all that stuff counteracts all the bad stuff that I eat. You know, so it's and a couple cigars here and there, so uh, so it all works out. You know, back then it was just all this bad stuff and cigarettes and loose living. 
You know, sinful living is what I like to call it. Um, I don't like to call it that. That's just probably even what it's called. But, uh, but the, you do all that when you're young because you're like, I'll live forever. And then be just people start dying around you. Yeah, they'll either kill themselves or, you know, you're getting older and you're like, man, I remember when I was young. Like, I remember when I was young looking at 40-year-olds, 41-year-olds, being like, man, over the hill, baby. I think that I even gave a guy like a birthday card, like over the hill birthday card one time when he turned on his 40th birthday. I'm like in my 20s. Now I'm like 41. But, uh... But it's just crazy, man. It starts flying by, and then you start feeling raggly, you know, on third shift when you're trying to work third shift. Because third shift, when your life is planned around first shift, what happens is that you have to take naps. You don't get, like, a full eight hours in a row, which you would feel bad. You feel not great when you do that anyway. But when you when you have to take naps, like sleep three hours, get up, go to appointments, go back to sleep, get up, you know, fix dinner for your kids or take them where they need to go, then go back to sleep for an hour. Like, you feel, like, your body's like, are you smoking crack? We are, we, you're smoking crack, but you're not getting high off crack. We're not even getting the good, the good thing, the good side effect from being a crackhead. You're just living the life of a crackhead with no benefits, Yeah. And that's how you feel when you're 41 and you go to third shift. You're just like, man, I don't even know. And then conversations that you have with people when you're delirious, you're just like, don't say that, you know? Because they're like, Glenn, you know, we we need to talk to you. And you're talking to your insurance agent, switching some stuff around. You just feel the urge to tell them you like mashed potatoes, you know, in the middle. I'm so tired, man. I'm just going to tell you stuff that I know. I know I like mashed potatoes. They're like, yeah, sir, Mr. Mr. Think Stuff, are you all right? And you're like, oh, my bad, yes, switch this policy and drop this and add this and whatever. Yeah. But sometimes, like, on Thursday, by the end of it, I just feel like you go into autopilot and you're just like, I'm just going to start saying stuff I know until I hit what you need to hear. Yeah. Eventually, if I say all the stuff that I know, you're going to hear what you need to hear from me. You're going to get the information you need to get from me. If we in a relationship or you're my child, you know, I might tell you a bunch of gibberish, but I'm going to say I love you because it's in there somewhere. Floating floating around, (laughs) you know. But uh, anyway, yeah, so that's been going on, but it's all good. I mean, I'm cutting up, but is that? I mean, it is what it is. I ain't scared to handle business. You know, there ain't a. You gotta make the best of it. Wherever, wherever I'm at in life, that's something that I've been trying to work out lately. I notice myself slipping a little bit at it, uh, and I've probably talked about this on the podcast before. Is is having the right attitude and being grateful and thankful for what you have um because that kind of keeps things in perspective you know if i go around and i'm like negative about life and about what's going on and just i'm just gonna be pissy 
and just nasty to people and just have a bad attitude. And, you know, if something bad happens and I'm already being negative, I'm like, well, of course, of course something bad happened. Why wouldn't it? You know? But if if I'm if I look around, I look at all the stuff that I've been blessed with, you know, all the things I have to be thankful for, which the list of stuff that I have to be thankful for is, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable if you know my life and struggles I've had, and you know, self-inflicted things that you know how you'll put stuff in front of you obstacles that you place in front a lot of obstacles that are in front of you you're the source of those obstacles in one way or another you know i'm not talking about everything i'm not talking about you know you could be walking down the street and a plane crashes onto you you know or you could be i mean stuff happens with health and stuff like that but if you think about it, a lot of stuff in life is is self-inflicted obstacles right and a lot of obstacles that have been placed in my life, that I've placed in my life, have become been because I make decisions based on how I feel. And I think the older that you get, I think that when you're young, you run around. This is not the rule, but I think that a lot of people, I think immaturity causes you to, maybe not the immaturity itself causes this but i think that have being an immature person you're more prone to make emotional decisions driven by emotion instead of decisions driven by logic and what happens when you do that is you create a lot of problems in your present and in your future a lot of problems in your future because you're like, I feel this way right now, so I'm going to do this. Whether it's like you feel happy, you feel like you feel like um, anger, you can do stuff. You can make decisions when you're angry. That's not good. You can make decisions when you're like feeling lust, you know, like, oh, I want somebody. You can make decisions, you know, you can make mistakes when you make decisions when you're sad you know what I mean like you should always I think the older I've gotten the more I tried to take emotions out of a lot of the decisions that I make and look at it more logically look at this guy you can't even turn man you can't even come on who are you doing Ford Ranger you ain't bad enough to not use a blinker you gotta use a blinker, man. If you drive a Ford Ranger, it says that in the Bible. But anyway, what even was I talking about? Oh yeah, so like I'm real thankful. Um, I'm 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 I need to be more thankful. I need to be more uh, because when you're thankful and grateful, you tend to be more positive. And when you're positive, you don't look at challenges as much. You don't look at them as much like an obstacle. Like, this is something I overcome. You look at obstacles more as opportunities, you know? It's something that I've noticed for me is that when I'm positive, I'm like, this is an opportunity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this thing up. Like, I'm going to make this happen. This ain't nothing but a thing. So, uh, 
So anyway, that's something I, I really do have a lot to be grateful for. But I got a lot going on in my head right now. I got a lot, uh, a lot floating around. So even when it is sleep time and the days are running together, I'm like, man, ain't nothing worse than taking melatonin and not be able to go to sleep. You ever take sleep in medicine and not been able to sleep? You know, that is bad. Like, just not having sleep is that enough. But when you're done, when you're tired and you done took some sleep melatonin or sleep aid, and then you can't fall asleep, it's just like, well, I'm glad that I've done that to myself. Thank the good Lord I've done that to myself. But anyway, it'd be all right. It'd be all right. I ain't even worried about it. It'd be all right. But uh, what, I saw a crackhead Friday. I saw a crackhead walking down the road with a leaf blower at about 8.30, 9 It was probably about 9 o'clock in the morning. I saw this crackhead. I was going to this meat market. There's this meat market that I go to, and it's probably about 40, 45 minutes from where I live, right? And it's like a slaughterhouse. Um, so you can get, like, wholesale prices on the meat, but you have to buy, like, the whole, like, the whole big chunk of meat and you have to cut it up yourself and stuff and uh i'll go out there every once in a while and uh get some steaks because man let me tell you something if you ain't eating steaks you ain't living if you going through this life and you ain't eating steak let me tell you something let me tell you something you ain't living so uh so i was going out there to get some fillets right some tenderloin fillets and uh i saw this crackhead walking down the road with a leaf blower now you might be like glenn that's judgmental yeah that's judgmental glenn you shouldn't even judge people like that and call people crackheads you know but it takes one to know one and i've been up i've been on third shift like i can spot one of my own you know but it looks like he had been he had been enjoying the bounties of being a crackhead whilst I had not. He had he had been enjoying the fruits of being a crackhead while I had while I have not been. And uh, he was walking down the road with a leaf blower. I was like, man, that ain't that I ain't even seen nothing like that before. And. Uh, and I was like, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder where he's going with the crackhead. You're like, Glenn, it might have been just some worker. It might have been just some worker with a lead blower, and here you are calling him a crackhead. I know a crackhead when I see one because he was walking down a busy road with a lead blower, and he looked crackish. All right? And uh, so I started thinking, like, what was this guy doing? Where's he going? What's he, I mean, what's, what's his deal? What's his story? Yeah, what's he going with that where's he going with the leaf blower and so there's a couple different scenarios for this guy that I came up with right now if you run a leaf blower that's minimal effort like that's like an easy job like when it comes to doing lawn service stuff you want to be the leaf blower guy you don't want to hedge you don't want to trim. You don't want to weed eat. You ain't even trying to cut grass. If you're just walking around with a leaf blower, you're just blowing stuff. You're just moving one arm, you know, from left to right. That's all you're doing. Just minimal effort. Minimal effort. And 
I'm just saying he could have been like, hey, man, I'll blow something. You want me to blow something? I'll blow something. Ten dollars. I'll blow something for you. You need me to blow anything for you? That's probably, that could have been something they was doing, walking around, making money that way. You know? He could have been, he could have been done stole grandma's blower and he's taken us to the pawn shop. One time I was in a pawn shop. Because you can't find some good deals in a pawn shop. You got to you gotta negotiate a little bit. You can always talk them down in a pawn shop. If you ain't never been in a pawn shop to go shopping, if you're looking for something used that's at a pawn shop, like a guitar or like a tool, a nail gun or an air compressor or something, don't never pay what's on the sticker at a pawn shop. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. You can talk them down. But anyway, because they'll be ripping. They rip people off anyway. So, and I mean, so anyway, I was in this pawn shop one time. It's been a long time ago. And there was a, there was a guy in there that had strapped like a DVD player to the back of his, um, bicycle. It was like a DVD player. And I was when DVDs were not... I mean, it was like when DVDs were still a thing, but it wasn't just when DVDs were still a thing. It was when DVDs were pretty new technology. DVD players were pretty hot. It was a pretty hot item to have. He had him a DVD player. And uh, and I remember the people at the pawn shop, it was in Gastonia, North Carolina. The people at the pawn shop was like, well, is this stolen? And he was like, you know, it's not... And uh, they said, because we were going to run all these serial numbers and take them down and stuff. And I remember, or they said something like that, like we record the serial numbers on this, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, I'm just going to wait, you know. And he was like, like just admitting pretty much that it was stolen as soon as they said something, like asked them. Because I guess it was obvious. I guess that they can spot that kind of stuff. But, uh... But I was thinking maybe the leaf blower maybe is stolen. Maybe grandma or some grandma somewhere ain't got no leaf blower no more. And uh, he was going to try to pawn a leaf blower. But uh, but anyway, so it could have been that. Or he might have been just so out of his mind. He's like, nobody will mess with me with a leaf blower. I'll just blow like it was a weapon. Like I'll blow him away. You know? And, uh... And because I was thinking if I was somebody, I'm not somebody that will mess with somebody that looks like they're out of their mind. I'm not going to mess with you. You know, I'm not going to mess with you unless you're messing with somebody in my family. We ain't even, I'm good, man. Live and let live, right? Coexist. It's like the coexist bumper stickers you see, except on one side is me and one side is a crackhead with the leaf blower. That would be my coexist sticker. And, uh, and so it was like if I if I were the kind of person that would mess with a crackhead, I wouldn't mess with no crackhead with no leaf blower. I'll go ahead and tell you that. But uh so maybe that's like they just know like nobody'll mess with me if I'm walking down the road talking to myself with a leaf blower. So uh so that's something interesting that happened to me. But uh or it really didn't happen to me. It's just like something I observed. It's not even that didn't happen. Somebody just else existing in the world didn't happen to me. That's pretty that's pretty uh kind of an arrogant thing, you know. 
you existing in the world happen to me. But anyway, um, what else is going on? Um, this is something I was thinking about. I've been thinking about this actually for a couple months. I've been thinking about this is, um, what animals do I think that I could fight and win? Like have a good, like a fight, a fair fight with a win. Right. And I think that I could take on like a, like a small to medium bear would be the baddest animal that I think that I could take. I really think that I could take it. Now, I would not come out of it unscathed. I wouldn't come out of it like, oh, I'm like the same way that I went into it. I would not come out of it. Like I would probably need some kind of surgery. You know, it probably like mess me up. But an inexperienced bear, like a young bear, I think that I could like take it out before it, before it totally kill me. I'll say that. Now, if I had a football helmet, as long as like, if I could have a football helmet and something to protect like my stomach and chest, mainly my stomach, you know? Because, I mean, your chest, you kind of have some protection with your ribs, you know, but, like, your stomach, you, a bear would rip your guts out. And as long as I had, as long as I had, like, some kind of protection around my stomach and maybe a helmet, like a, uh, it could be like a, like a motorcycle helmet, you know, as long as I had those things, I think that I could outwit it. You know, because a bear's like gonna, they're gonna fight off instinct. You know, and you're not, you kind of have the edge a little bit, even though they might be a little bit more physically powerful and they have the claws, but you can think, you know, you can think and remain calm in those situations when you're fighting a bear right? (laughs) No, you wouldn't be calm. You would, a lot of instinct, like a survival instinct would probably kick in. Yeah. When you're, when you're fighting a bear. So I think that I could beat up a bear. That's a pretty big animal. I don't think that I could beat up a hippopotamus, even a little one, because I wouldn't even know where to hit a punch a hippopotamus or like if I was like trying to choke one out. You know, if I was trying to choke out a hippopotamus, you know, and I was squeezing as hard as I could, they'd be like, Glenn, that's his wiener. And I'll be like, man. And they'll be like, you grabbed a a hippopotamus's wiener. And I'd be like, man, I didn't even, I thought that that was like something that would choke him out because the hippopotamus looks so weird. You know, so I don't think that I could take one of them. Elephants, those big ones are kind of weird. Like a giraffe. I think that a giraffe, you could, if you could like shimmy up to its neck, there's so much places where you could choke. There's so much, like you can choke a giraffe out on the majority of the giraffe. You can choke it out. Like you don't even got to be, like a blind guy could probably choke out a giraffe, you know, as long as the giraffe, like you could get up to where its neck, neck was. Shimmy up them legs, baby. So, probably a giraffe, probably, probably a giraffe, what else? Um, fish, I don't know, man. Fish are kind of weird, just because you're out of your element. You know, you're in water, you're kind of in their world, you know. 
So, I don't really want to fight no fish. I never really wanted to fight a fish before. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I've thought about it. I've thought about, like, if a shark attacks, you know, what I would do, how I would, like, rescue. Usually it's not, like, me and the shark have a run-in. Usually, like, I'll have, like a, like, a fantasy about, like, one of my loved ones getting attacked and me saving them, you know. And then there's the hero, you know, and I'm like, man, yeah, I am. Yeah, but, uh, probably, I ain't trying to, I mean, I ain't even trying to mess with no sharks or nothing like that, but, uh, what else could I beat up? Probably most dogs, there's some big dogs, right? Bigger animals, though, man, I don't know, I probably could beat up a lion as long as it wasn't too big, and you're like, Glenn, like a newborn lion cub, yeah, I could probably beat up one of them. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to beat up no animals, though, man. It's not nice to be mean to animals because they don't have a voice. So you shouldn't be mean to animals and just beat them up, you know. But if they ever want to fight, if we found out they could talk, like in the future, if we're like, oh, they have a language and we've just been treating them this way the whole time. Um, And they're like, hey, man, you want to fight? Yeah, I mean, I might, I might be down if enough, uh, if enough money's involved, I did see something weird, I I came across something weird on Twitter, somebody said something, or somebody that I know commented on this lady's, uh, this lady's profile that's trans canine, she, uh, she likes to be with dogs, and I don't know if she thinks she's a dog, and she likes to be with the dogs. I'm not really sure. I don't... You probably... You don't supposed to do this. Um, I don't think it's legal to... Uh, to do... To do the whoopee with dogs. But I think that's how she lives her life. You know? And... I don't know. It was just weird. I was like, what is this lady's deal? Because it was like some post that was like just crazy and I went to the page I looked at her page and she like opened her mouth and a dog like all was had his tongue up in her mouth and stuff and I was like she probably needs a mouthwash or needs to go to the dentist or something I felt kind of bad for the dog you know like you're around somebody that's probably you don't need to be being around old yeller but uh but anyway, that was a weird thing that I was on. I really don't got a lot more to say about it because it just disturbed me. So I figure I better tell you about it. But uh, but anyway, um, what else has been happening, dude? Um, I door dashed a bunch of mall food about a month ago. Yep, you heard right. <laughs> you heard right. It was an accident. I didn't even mean to DoorDash mall food. I was just looking for, like, some Japanese food. I want some Japanese food. And I, um... I DoorDash some, and I didn't know it was from a mall. And I'm sure the DoorDash people were like, this is weird. And I'm sure the people at the mall were like, this is weird. Someone DoorDashed mall food. And I bought, like, a bunch of it. Like, oh, and I'll have one of these and some of this and one of those. 
and I bought a bunch of it and then come to find out it's my fiance was like did you just do that's in the mall and I was like what and I door dashed so much mall food mall food ain't even good man like mall foods are if you're at the mall and you're starving but usually when you're at the mall that's something that you eat when you're like a teenager You know, unless you're like, I want something from Chick-fil-A or something like that at the mall or like a funnel cake or something. Like, you ain't trying to, you ain't trying to eat there, man. And, uh, yeah, so I did that. I bought like 50 bucks worth of mall food or 60 bucks worth of mall food. And then, uh, so that was pretty bad. It's pretty bad that I, you know, because when you at the mall... Salt Bay ain't there dropping salt on, you know, tomahawk steaks. You getting some, you getting some dicey, like, maybe I'm going to get food poisoning today. Food is pretty much what you're going to get. But I always thought that Salt Bay guy, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't think that I would want to eat at his restaurant just because I've read about some of the price, like the price of that food is crazy you know what i'm talking about the guy that just he don't even talk words he just like i think he just makes noises or he says like one word yes or something and he has them like john lennon them round sunglasses on and then he sprinkles the salt you know what i'm talking about off tiktok he sprinkles the salt and it all bounces off his elbow onto your food like i don't want dude i don't even want that's like his signature i don't want no elbow salt on my food bro like if i went to his restaurant i would be like yeah salt this one you know just for the experience and uh and so i could video it and put up put it up on my social media so people would think you know that i'm amazing and I have an amazing life because I went to the elbow salt place. So after he did it, I would like push that to like one of my kids or something. Like you eat the elbow salt, but uh, that's weird. Like it's weird that because there's hair on his arms and he's spring. It's like running down his arms. The the salt. It's just kind of weird the stuff that people get into, man, and think that that's that's not that's like breaking a health code ain't it yeah like man i make powdered donuts and i rub my kneecap in all of the powdered sugar before i roll a donut it's weird man you don't want people's body parts touching your it's already weird if you think about all the hands that touch your food when you go out to eat but then someone's like i dropped salt off my body onto this dude's weird man people that like think that that's cool is kind of weird too but uh anyway what else what else going on man um i saw a bunch of kids outside of the qt um qt is like a little it's a gas station that uh that's like a little shop and they have so much stuff in there they have like slushies they make pizzas in there they make sandwiches um, it's like a little grocery store gas station. I know in other parts of the country they have like different ones that uh, that I've seen that are better than QT. But QT is what we got around here and this around these here parts. And uh, I was up there the other night getting ready to go to work. And uh, 
and there were all these teenagers outside. Like, I'm talking like 10, at least 10 to 12 teenagers. Late teens, probably like seniors in high school. Maybe, what, juniors and seniors in high school. They were all outside of this QT. And I went in, and they were all cutting up and laughing. And then I guess they made plans to go somewhere. I don't know if they were going to get some weed or do something. I don't know what they were doing. But I walked out of the store, and they said three two, one. And then they all yelled out, we're getting high tonight. Right. And I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. What is this? What even is going on right now? It's like, I don't know. Is this how, is this what people that nerds do before they go get high or people that have never probably gotten high before probably do this before they got high? Because I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do, but I don't think that you're supposed to do like a cheer. Like it was like the beginning. It was like a sports team, like a bunch of jocks or something. But there were girls there too. But it was like a bunch of jocks that are just like three, two, one, get them, you know, or go tiger. You know how people do like before a game, they'll have a little huddle. They'll be like three, two, one. It was like a bunch of jocks. Like me has were just like. They don't even know how to do nothing else in their life without doing that. So they're like, we're going to go get high. So should we like do a huddle or something, man? Yeah. It's what they do in their whole life. Three, two, one, go get a shower. Yeah. Three, two, one, it's time to go to bed. But they did that for getting high. And this place is, like, right at an intersection. Polies are always... I was actually in an active shooter training. And, uh... And the policeman that was doing the active shooter training, he was, like, saying that they love the QTs because it's, like, a little store and the bathrooms are clean. And, uh... And so they're always, like hanging around there's always a bunch of law enforcement around these places because they like to stop in there and get coffee and stuff like that and uh and i'd just been in that the week before and then saw a bunch of kids doing some weird it was like something you would see like i was like did i just did that really just happen you know those things in your life like where you're like did that really just happen like that was awesome or it was just some it, stuff catches you off guard because you go through life, man, and you're like, duh, 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 duh. and then sometimes like just some random thing happens, and uh, and it just catches you off guard, and that caught me off guard. I was like, if that's how y'all going to get drugs, y'all ain't gonna be very successful for very long if that's how y'all going to get drugs. But uh, but anyway, it don't even matter. Kids are going to be kids, I reckon. But, uh, but anyway, I hope everybody's doing good. Um, and I hope that, uh, I hope that you're being good to yourself. Um, sometimes you got to take some time out and, and just be good to yourself, is what I always say. <laughs> Man, I used to be good to myself so much when I was younger, but that's another story for another day. But, uh, anyway, um, this was good. This was good. It was good talking to y'all today. And I uh, hope that you have a good week and uh, and be safe. And uh, 
Happy Thanksgiving.